This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And Leicester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Right, Chris? No, is the answer to that. I'm not all right. How the devil are you lot? Um, dare, dare I ask? Dare I ask? It's Lester Till I Die. We are live on Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. Twitter at Lester TID and YouTube Lester Till I Die TV. Uh, if you're not on YouTube, get over there, give us a subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think of that game. Um, yeah, um, 2 2, just. Um, I said the other day that what we mustn't do is give Burnley the start because they'll just park behind the bus. It was unfortunate that we did, but we gave them that twice. Um, and you know what? We were lucky at the end of the day. I've got a rant. <laughs> You're not surprised, really, are you? I've got a rant, but to be honest with you, it's not about the scoreline. It was Leicester 2, Burnley 2. First of all, 
VAR owed us that. I do think VAR actually owed us that. Um, but you know what? This was our this is our start of the season, right? Wolves, we just managed to win. West Ham, we lost convincingly. Norwich, we won just. Man City, we lost. We played well, but you could say that might be a given. Brighton, we lost. Burnley, we drew. Seven out of 18 points. Should we have had more? I mean, it's probably one of the easiest starts we've ever had in the Premier League. And if we can only get seven out of 18 points when we're playing, apart from Man City and West Ham possibly, bottom what we would say would be going to be bottom half teams, something is wrong if we can only get seven points out of that 18. Now, I'm not sat here and going, yeah, let's get, let's get Brendan out. But something needs to be done. Fancy football, we played well at times. We'll look at the stats later. You'll see how well we did. But to be totally honest with you, it's all about getting the goals. And we got out of jail free today. Let us know what you thought about the game. Um, but <laughs> that wasn't the rant. So get ready for this. Yes, indeed. One angry fox here. It's Chris's rant time. Now, you know I don't like cheats. And I don't like cheats on my own team. I hate cheats on my other team. I lost a lot of respect for Burnley today. I lost a lot of respect for Sean Dyche today. Cornet got injured just before half-time. What the fuck did he do? Walked back on the pitch and went down. Some would call it gamesmanship. I call it cheating. Burnley, you are dirty, cheating bastards. End of. Why wasn't Sean Dyche telling him to get off the pitch? Why wasn't his captain telling him to get off the pitch? Because you are scared to play football. And you thought you could drag it out to half-time. You got what you deserved. You didn't get the points. And cheats never prosper. And that's what Burnley are. Burnley are cheats. Sean Dyche, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. You seriously do. Because you got what you deserve today because you did not get the win. And you know what? You didn't deserve it. You really didn't deserve it after that. I was disgusted. And I, I've got a soft spot. Well, I had a soft spot for Burnley. I haven't anymore. I really, they have lost my total respect. They get what they deserved. Really, really did. <sighs> Shall we get on to the game? <laughs> I've got a couple of people waiting to come in. Um, we might uh, want to, to ask Brad, do we just have a fag? We'll just see how our new reporter, Jason, I don't know if your camera's working, Jason. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. I can. We can't see you, but we can hear you. Oh, there we go. Ah, well, yes, uh, in full beauty, in full beauty. And let's say hello to Brad as well. How are you doing, Brad? Hi, uh, hi Jason. Welcome aboard the Madhouse, because it's going to be a Madhouse after this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> are you OK? <sighs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, mate. I'm not after that. I'm not OK, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a massive disaster today, disaster. 
How are you with there, yeah. Jason? And that's the idea. Yeah. And thank you for sort of sat in your car there waiting for me to have me rant, <laughs> which are becoming that's all right. They are becoming more and more regular these days, unfortunately, as Brad will tell you. I never I never used to have that. It's not good for my heart either. <laughs> but you know, first, can I just touch on that point? I mean, what was the reaction of the crowd to that? Because to me, it was disgusting. Today, the, 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 the crowd, I mean, after the game, I mean, obviously, I'm not sure if you could see it, but they booed again. Um, no. It just, I think they're getting exhausted with the amount of the time that they're having. I mean, we're, we're not even looking like a mid-table club right now. I mean, down on paper, I mean, when you look at down on paper, Chris, you've got Bertrand, Vestergaard, Soyunchi, Ricardo, and Didi, Samari, Tillemans, Lockman, Vardy, and Barnes. These are the kind of games that are at home, Chris. And, you know, yes. we should be winning these games. We should. And, and I mean, I, I said at the start there, and, uh, you know, I put, it, uh, I put it up on Facebook, you know, look at the start we've had. It's not been the most difficult start by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> we've, we've had, no disrespect to them, easy teams. The two wins we've had were... Lucky, let's put it that way. If Wolves had had the shooting boots on, if Far hadn't worked in our favour, we, we we would have struggled, uh, no doubt about it. On those games, we lost to Brighton. We you know we we lost convincingly to West Ham. We've got bigger teams coming up. We've got the Man Uniteds. We've got the Chelseas, the Liverpools. What's going to happen when we meet them? Well, again, I mean, you look at the 90th minute, exactly how it was with West Ham. Again, I mean, we seem to drop off. Mm. And this is the problem. I mean, again, I mean, lucky enough for us, VAR was on our side. But again, you know, that that could have been a 3-2 loss again. And we would have Mm. walked away from that game with absolutely no point whatsoever. But it's very worrying for me, Chris. And, um, you know, you look at the back line today. Now, down on paper... I had a really good feeling today. I mean, mm. same. I spoke with the lads today, and I, and I, you know, I kind of thought, oh, we're going to go here today. We're going to we're going to claw these three points. I thought we're going to learn a bit more from the last game and the other yeah. game before that. But we, we 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 seem to be holding back, and something's not right. I mean, you know, you you, you look at the likes of Vestergaard and Sionchu and Bertrand. No communication at the back. I mean, it looked woeful to me. I mean, I was really worried. I mean, at one point. I thought we'd probably be going like three or four down at one point. And, you know, it's scary stuff at the moment. And, you know, there was one guy that was sitting next to me. He had to look away a couple of occasions. He says to me, you know, the back line are looking as if they're not about looking. They're not looking. You know, it's like, and we are definitely missing Johnny Evans. That's for sure. 100%. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. <coughs> My water, a.k.a. gin, went down the wrong way then. <laughs> Brad, I mean, when, when I saw the team, I was really happy. And I'll let you ask um, Jason your question in a minute, Brad. But first of all, were you happy with the team? Minus not seeing any actor at the start. Yeah, I was. Mm. But then Samore came <laughs> in and in, in the role he was filling, I, I was quite quietly confident. I've said it before, there's not many a Leicester 11 you could throw at me. Even with Jakubovic in goal, I feel that I, we, we could get a result or do well <laughs> against oppositions. You know, Jason has just listed off um, a load of players from that starting 11 that should strike fear 
into the hearts of any opposition around mm. Europe, let alone the Premier League. Um, but my question to you, Jason, now, obviously, people that have been watching this show for a few few, few years or however long they've been following, will know in the last yeah. couple of weeks, I've been saying that it seems to me that Leicester are far too predictable in how about and in, in, in how they go about approaching the first half and the second half, not just the formation, because that, that's something that's obviously quite predominant. You try and stick with a formation so it settles in and works. But as a fan that's obviously able to go to the games as often as you do, or maybe even every week um, you, you're able to yeah. go, do you see the same sense that fans get into watch it through their streams or listening to it on the radio or watching the highlights get, that Leicester are a bit predictable? Because it was better this first half at the start, but it felt predictable again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, obviously, within I looked at the period between the 25 minutes and the 35 minutes, and we we looked quite strong. We were placing balls down the middle, left, right, and centre, and we seemed to be oh, Vardy seemed to be uncatchable. I mean, I, like I say, when he equalised, I mean, he slotted that perfectly. But again. We do seem predictable week in and week out. And I feel, I mean, you're absolutely spot on. You've hit the nail on the head, Brad. We we are predictable. Whether we like it or not, as a club, we've been worked out. And it seems to be the last three games, that's how it seems to be. And So you're spot I mean, on. The, 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 the worrying thing is, is that tomorrow, Arsenal can go above us if they beat Spurs. This is Arsenal that, you know, the fans are... On literally on walkout. I mean, you know, like I said to you before, um, and talking of Arsenal, good evening, Luca. Leicester doing rubbish like Arsenal. I hadn't seen that when I mentioned it, but yes, yes, we are. Uh, and Munzi, good evening from Munzi Talks uh, channel. Uh, your defense is shocking, like Man United was today. Um, I just, I mean, I. I'm trying to grab something here sort of good. And, you know, I could say maybe the performance was okay as we did sort of, you know, have a lot more shots, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we couldn't break them down, uh, you know, obviously, because otherwise we'd have scored a lot more. And if a team that sat with one point, second from bottom of the table, can do that to us, we're not going to get very far in the Europa League. We're not going to get to Europe this year. Is this the season... Uh, would you say, Jason, when it comes back and it says, come on, Lester, just have a rain check? You see, Chris, I mean, as I say, it, this happened last season. These are the games that we need to be winning. And mm. we're going to look back on this again later on in the future on the season. We're going to be looking back. I mean, it, it seems to be predictable season after season after season. We look at thinking we're going to finish top five, top four. And then we look back on these games and we look back again. These are the games that we should have won. Mm. We, were, we seem to be in a really vicious circle here. And I mean, it's like today's game. I mean, I, I heard that um, on the BBC Radio Leicester um, when I was listening to it as well. I mean, the first off, didn't we have like 68%, what is it, 68 possession or something? Yes, it wasn't far off. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just over 67. I mean... Um, Brad hates this. I should warn you, Jason. Brad hates stats. With, with a passion, man. With a passion. Yeah. With a passion. I mean, I mean, the thing with you can have all the stats in the world, 
Um, but it's creating the goals and putting the goals in the back of the net. That's all it counts yes. in every single football game, you know. But I mean, if you look at that, Jason, so if you look at that, we had 22 attempts on goal, which you would say is is is, is good, uh, but only 23% of those were on target. Uh, Burnley had nine, 33% were on target. And I think a lot of that was whenever we got the ball in and we were crossing the ball in, it was bread and butter for Pope in gold. You see, this is the thing. Bernie came here with a masterclass. As um, Brad said, we're being worked out left, right and centre. And when you play against the likes of Burnley, the problem is if they work you out, you know, they, they're going to slice you like bread and butter. And that's exactly what's happened today. I mean, as Brad said, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> we, we have become a team where we are so easily worked out you know, we we seem to frustrate ourselves. Yes. You know, and it's very irritating. Spot on. We you know. You know. I mean, we, we we. Go on, Chris. No, we say, Brad. Uh, frustration is probably a, a a nice way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for not swearing. But you know, is it the fact? Have we really got no plan B? We have a plan B. It's called we chuck our top goal scorer throughout the last nine months on. And it works. We get a goal from him. I, I believe he played a part in Vardy's equaliser, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you how predictable Leicester are getting. Chris, you already know why I'm going with this. I'm just right? going to make you large. I'm not taking you out here, okay. Jason. But yeah. and please, right. when I say I'm making Brad large, please do not take that in any other way than the fact <laughs> so no that no, 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 no woman's ever said that to me either, mate. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Brad. Let's see right, what you now got. we don't have the technology advances <laughs> here at Leicester till I die TV that they do on the sky. So excuse my nitty-gritty of the lines. Here's how Leicester went about, if you can see it, Leicester went about passing the ball in the first half. It was sideways, it was at the back, it was a little bit of a muddle in here, right, and then it got out to the forward men, and then as you can see there, we were just putting the ball in the box, hoping it bounced to someone, shooting from long range, we didn't have a clue. Here's what, here's the tactical genius that got a point against a team playing that sort of football. It was, there's the goalkeeper, there he is, Mr Pope, Play it out to the back, send it long. Oh, and if you can't read that, because my handwriting's a bit crap, it was also stay down. Because that was the first half and second half. Do you want to know the only changes that happened in the second half? You see this little model here, where it gets a bit namby-pamby and a bit repetitive, mm -hmm. where they're going backwards and in the middle and backwards and in the middle and then side and left and right. We cut that out in the second half and we kind of went a bit out the back, bit more direct and a bit more forward. And guess what? Well, hey, we actually nicked the point from Burnley. Oh, wait, Burnley, you were bottom of the point and we nearly lost it. That's how predictable it was, mate. I drew that at half-time and no one have to change our graphic. Get your star <laughs> sports, I'll save you more, mate. I'm going to say, it's not exactly Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher there, is it, Jason? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it, Brad's well, spot well, I get on, what you though, mean, Brad. We do get I what mean, you mean. He's, he is he is spot on, and I don't think many fans will disagree with what Brad's saying. I mean, you look at what some of the fans that are saying. I mean, it, it's dreadful. It's week in and week out, and we, we just can't continue the way that we're going. I mean, Lockman comes on. I mean, Lockman, for me, you know, it's pretty much he's in there all the time. Absolutely fantastic player. He's done wonders. But then you've got Bertrand that had, he should have stayed at home, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't understand why Luke Thomas is not getting a shout in. 
you know, and it's... I've got to be honest with you, I do... Up, up until this game, I, I've liked Bertrand. I thought it was great pre-season. He's got the experience. He can get the ball past the first man, normally at a corner and free kicks. And I, and I, and I hate to say that it's a, it was a bad day at the office um, because I think we're saying that kind of a lot of weeks now, almost every week. And it's kind of... I, I, I don't know, it's just... For me, like, like I mean, that kind of say, Brad, that totally summed it up there with with, with those graphics and uh, say graphics with those drawings. Yeah. <laughs> if you join the dots, know, what did you get? You know, but yeah. but you but know, then, it's, are we expecting too much? Because we've had, we've, you could say we've been punching above our weight for two seasons. No, I, I completely disagree. I think um, as less all Leicester fans now have an expectations. I mean, you look at the squad. I mean, you look what we have achieved over the last three years. I think as as Leicester fans, we we should be able to look forward to greater, you know, incomings on what we want to get out of the season. The problem is, we're all if we're always going to be looking at where we should be and what we're never going to be moving forward as a club. No, you know, and I and I think with some of the players that we've got, it's can't really understand on, you know. There's, there's got to be something that's wrong within the squad. That's for sure. You know, it's... I mean, you look at Cornet. I mean, Sayonchu. You look at Sayonchu and, you know, Vestergaard. You look at the back four today. There was no communication. When Cornet volleyed that, that straight in, mm. you know, it was such an easy goal to put in. Brad, I mean, taking it up on Jason's point there, Vestergaard... Really had a, had an awful game today. He was all over the place, and yet we'd brought him in supposedly because of his height, because of his statue stature. Um, Tchaikovsky on the other side, other thing was throwing himself left, right, and centre, blocking everything. Maybe we bought the wrong defender. I don't know. I mean, I I, I still think. Begs the question that with Sionchu's confidence that maybe Vestergaard's having instead of having to work alongside Sionchu, Brendan saying, "Look, I need to get Sionchu's confidence up. I don't need him making mistakes. I need you to probably do the sixty forty or seventy thirty percent of the defensive work." Um, I've noticed something this season throughout the league, uh, not just at Leicester, but yellow cards are easy to come by. I think there was a lot of cards today for both sides. Uh, and like I said, it's throughout the Premiership where some fouls you're thinking, really? And then you watch them and go, all right, yeah, maybe it's a foul, but really for the yellow card, I think there's a lot of pressure on defenders to not give away fouls, trying to stand mm. up. And that only benefits the striker. That only benefits the striker thinking, oh, I don't want to give away an easy free kick because if I do that, not only mark they score from it, but I might get booked. Um, I don't think Vestergaard's that command and conquer side yet at Leicester because he doesn't know the players yes he's been here for a couple of months and obviously his experience he should be up to that level or near to it but he hasn't got the command and respect in the nicest way possible to him that an Evans has and I think Mm. Leicester are really missing an Evans or a Fafana that's someone that's just going to go put your bloody foot through it get the ball down and get that ball forward I I feel like Sonju in the nicest way possible and best guards they were given the cop out of going, it doesn't matter if it goes back to Schmeichel, just as long as you don't lose the ball. But and in the end, you... they still lost the points. 
I get your point, but Jason, I know Craig that that obviously is one you know does the preview show with me. His moaning yeah. about um, uh, Evans is the fact that he doesn't put his boot through it, <laughs> and so I don't know. It is and, and should we be looking? And I've said this before about Soyuncu. Yes, Soyuncu plays very well with Evans, but should we be picking a player who plays well with? Only because somebody else, you know, have we got another canty stroke drink water, maybe? But this is where you have to take leadership. And I think Johnny Evans has the leadership. I mean, as Brad said, you know, when you've got Sion Chu and, you know, Vestergaard that are like pretty much, I mean, I wouldn't like to say the word clueless, but I just think the communication weren't there today. But as Brad mentioned, it's kind of like, oh, well, don't worry about it. But that's where Johnny Evans comes in and that's where he takes the leadership. And when Evans is on, we seem to have that a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But for some odd reason, we we just we're not looking like a strong team. We're looking where they're now gonna start coming to the King Power Stadium and say, Well, you know, Leicester are on a severe losing streak. Well, I th- we think that we can get one on them, you know, you know. So mm. I, I can I can understand it. And there's a lot of Leicester fans very frustrated right now. Yeah, uh, sorry, somebody, somebody just messaged me. I think it was completely well, to the wrong well, person. Half of them probably only just realised that Woods Golding count. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I couldn't believe it. I was doing one graphic to say full time, and then I was having to swap it to another one to say goal, and then swap it back again. But you know what you were saying about Vestergaard? Do you think the yellow card after five minutes? Which come on, it's a bit early for a bloody yellow card. It's five minutes into the game. And you could argue a yellow card, a yellow card, whether it's one minute or eighty-nine minutes. But you know, from you know, he had to play eighty-five minutes, having to be really, really careful. And good evening. Is that the question Brian. to me or Brad? Sorry, that that was to Brad. Sorry, I said. Uh, yeah, I do, and I, I go back to my point that I made not too long ago. I feel that the, the something has changed amongst the referees. Forget about the quality of referee, and let's talk about the officiating for a moment of their decision making. Mm. Across the Premier League, a lot of players are getting yellow cards for free kicks or fouls that aren't necessary. The A you could argue are a bit well, he's only just he's just a bit late on in there, or he's only just caught the player, it's only just a foul, but they're getting maximum comeuppance for it in, in terms of a yellow card. And again, I don't know what's happened, whether they've had a referee's meeting or something, but all of a sudden, a lot of games are favouring attackers because they know if they get nicked by the ball and go down, and that and that player's, that player's now got a 70% chance that he's going to go into the book. I mean, like mm. I said, it wasn't just Leicester, it was Burnley players that were also going in the books for needless. Not, you know, normally you could say, oh, well, Vestergaard, that was needless. He didn't need to do that. He deserves to go in the book. We're not saying that. We're talking about I think Barnes got booked for nothing. Vestergaard, in my opinion, got booked for nothing. I'm not saying that they weren't giving away fouls, but I am saying that it doesn't warrant a yellow card. And I think the game has now changed where they're trying to skew it to maybe make football a bit more interesting, a bit more attacking, because they're not getting away with these decisions and the attackers are getting the favour of the decision. Because like you said, Chris, if you're on a yellow card, you're not going to launch in. All of a sudden, you're going to try and use your body to push them out wide. And as we saw with the two goals Leicester scored, that Vardy was probably chasing down a defender on a yellow card. So he didn't go near him and slide in because he, A, doesn't want to give away a penalty. 
B doesn't want to get booked, slash the second yellow and sent off. And the outcome, plus plus times and divide them all together and work them all out in whatever equation you want to, leads to a goal. And I'm, that's going what buy, I'm going to buy you one of these home computer things so you can do all the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very... Actually, Brad, he's mentioned a really good good thing there because if you look at the last three games, I mean, you, you look at what happened in the Napoli, you look at West Ham, and then obviously today. I mean, it seems to me, you know, you, you look at the referees and the additional mile, you know, and something has definitely, definitely changed. I thought, to be honest with you, we were supposed to be sort of getting sort of less card happy this year and giving the advantage to try. I don't know, maybe. I mean, like I said, I think it was Brad or Craig. I was watching ITV4, you know, purely by chance, and it was the, the big match revisited, and it was Chelsea playing Charlton at the top of the second tier, Division 2, as was then. And I'll tell you something, there was tackles going in there without cards being given. And I know this is going to sound a bit like Monty Python, but, you know, when I was a lad, men were men when they played football, I'll tell you, you know. Um, but, Jason, I mean, yes, you were there, and I'm conscious that, you you know, you, you sat in your car and you've probably got uh, pizza in the oven or something when right. you get home. I've but, got all the time in the world. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Thanks. There's for a lot of on, traffic but... out there. <laughs> oh, but yes, I would imagine so. But, first of all, the substitutions. I would imagine yeah. Inacho got a good reception. What was Madison's yeah. reception like? Because he, he came on, and to me, he didn't change the game. Not the best, Chris. I mean, as soon as he came on, people were umming and ahhing straight away, saying, well, what's he going to do? I mean, mm. he was only on, he weren't on for that long, to be honest. And to be, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't bring anything to the game. It just it seems to be... Yeah. It's, it's really awkward because he seems to come on and he's not putting anything into the game. Mm. You know, there's there's no spark, there's no creativity, there's no there's no go from him. And I just didn't really see the point in that substitution whatsoever. Would but, you, you know be better bringing on Daka possibly? Absolutely. I mean, uh, my personal opinion. I, I mean, Daka. I mean. You know, the last couple of games, every time he's came on, I mean, he's, I mean, as soon as he's on, he's giving it all. I mean, he's chasing balls, you know, he's, yeah. he's chasing down and, you know, he, he brings a lot to the game and I just can't understand why why we are not starting him. Mm. You know, because he won't play two up front and he, he, he's got Jamie Vardy, I guess. But David there, hello again, David, um, saying like, they weren't getting yellow cards for time-wasting. I mean, I think uh, in the first half, I think it was, or probably the second half, that the referee certainly made a point of pointing at his watch towards Pope in the Burnley goal. And the, the, disgusting, the disgusting actions of Cornet for Burnley, like I say, running off the pitch, getting injured, coming back on, and going down a foot. I, I, I was watching Schmeichel. I actually thought Schmeichel was actually going to pick him up and drag him off the pitch at one point. Uh, and he'd probably got a huge cheer. He might have got a red card, but he got a huge cheer if he had done. And I do know Cornet did get a yellow card for that. Um, but I mean, we were we were fuming. We was absolutely fuming in the stadium. I mean, Cornet. It was so deliberately. He did that to take the skin, the sting out of the game. I yeah. mean, you you know, it, no, 
who knows what could have happened, but he slowed the game down as much as possible. And, you know, he, he fell down. I mean, he was there was absolutely really nothing wrong with him. He took as long as he could. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's really frustrating when this happens. I mean, Brad, I, I'm probably going to get a lot of stick, certainly off, um, off down our, our, our Burnley fan friend, because I, I did say he deserves to be out for a long time for, for what he did. And um, I'm sorry, I, I, because to me, some would call it gamesmanship. To me, it's just plain cheating. I think it's anti-football to mm. the best of degrees. Look, we all know it. In the 80th minute, you want to know you don't do it. Leic- Leicester do it. Leicester were famous for doing it when when they were winning games one nil. We all remember them times. Yeah. But to do it from the kickoff, that tells me you're scared. That tells me they're probably. Do you remember when Arsenal celebrated that win like they won against us two one yeah. when they that, you know because mm-hmm. they won they won the April um, Premier League title that season didn't they? It's not like <laughs> Leicester won it. Um, I feel like Burnley must be in that dressing room going, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we played three minutes of football and got a point. Yeah, that's how they. That's how sad and shameful their football was. They must be in that dressing room having a party. It was anti-football. It was shameful. Eightieth minute onwards, I ain't got an issue with it. Any team does it. It's part and parcel. Football has been for years. From the first minute, I was like, am I watching the last five minutes or the first 45? Because what is going on with Burnley? They're throwing themselves mm. to the floor. They, they didn't get walking the... to the corner flag, to the other corner flag, then to his thing. I agree what David said. I agree with the comment that David put. There should, should have been yellow cards. I, in fact, I'd make it a flat-out rule. You get a warning, you get a yellow card, then you're off. Yeah. Yeah, Burnley were going down easier than a Nelson girl's knickers on a Saturday night out, to be honest with you. But mm. um, that'll get me hate I mean, mail as well. But, the, you know, I just, to me, I take gamesmanship and I take time wasting, but not at the, you know, in the last five minutes or so, not at the end of the first half. And to be honest with you, not so bloody obvious. I mean, that was up there with as obvious as the Italian cheat in in the Euros when he we went down like a sack of spuds. Italy scored, and he was well enough to get up and run after him to celebrate. To me, it's just cheating. And why can V? Well, not necessarily VAR, but the FA look back at these incidents and go, "That wasn't right." You're going to get a one-game ban or something. That would just cut it out totally. I mean, something's got to change. I mean, they was worried in the first half. I mean, I thought, I thought, you know, the first half, I thought, you know, obviously the own goal. I mean, you kind of shrug that one up and say, well, you know, it was an yeah. unlucky one. But yeah. you know, it's that. I mean, I thought the first half we looked sharp. We we were putting yeah. balls up, and I thought, you know, wait a minute, this is going to be our day. But then that's when they decided to start with a dirtiness to do what they did. And I, and I just felt, I mean, it, that, 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 to me, that's not football. That's definitely not football. No, no. be interesting to say, I've actually just invited Dan on. I am, I am actually seeing him Monday night, but he hasn't replied yet. So we'll see, we'll see if he, he wants to come on and, and defend Cornet. As somebody said the other day, he prefers a magnum. But um, Brookline from America, hello again. Uh, yeah, he did. He didn't get clipped. It was a VAR check, and and unfortunately, I think he just tripped over, uh, over over the ball. 
we looked different when Castagna came on. Brad, would you? There's going to be an argument for starting him. He seems to have more of an impact than, than Ricardo is at the moment. Yeah, he does. I, I I think Ricardo was clearly brought on for that slow, methodical first half of mm. you. I, I think people could argue that on his day, Ricardo has shown that he is quite good going forward. But I think he was told to concentrate on his defensive duties and was kind of restricted in going forward. But every time I saw Castagna in the ball, it was on the halfway line. More times than not, yeah. he was getting the ball. He was getting forward. And like I said, Chris, as predictable as it was, once the changes were made, once these players were injected into the game, and aside from Lutman and Vardy, who were maybe Barnes, who were doing what they do best, which was give that energy in the first half, they, they had this backup, they had the support, and they looked threatening. That's when Leicester came alive and Leicester turned up. I'm just really sick of saying, and it ends, I'm sick of ending that sentence with, Leicester City turned up in the second half. Yes. At least with more aggression. I do agree with Jason in the first 20, 30 minutes, we were better. But again, it was still slow and methodical. Now, you you two are probably going to be a, 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 a mere children compared to uh, the granddad that, that I, I nearly am. And I've got to be honest with you, you probably won't remember this, but I think it was when Jock Wallace was manager... And we, we were playing okay, but we went we went down that season. He, he brought us up. I think they suggested, Leicester, that you get a point if you win the first half. And this was because it was only two points. And a point if you win the second half. I mean, we'd be top of the league if we introduced that now, wouldn't we, uh, Jason? I, I, I think we would. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we definitely wouldn't be in the position where we are right now. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be supporting uh, supporting Tottenham tomorrow just to keep Arsenal below us. Eddie Bland said here on, on, on Facebook, Brad, Luckman, best player on the park. Let's take him off. Unbelievable. Yeah, I've, I've felt that. And I think, look, it's never nice to be a player that's in your own kit that comes on the pitch. And I know there's a few players out there <clears throat> that frustrate us, some on this panel. I can't cook a name or say who it is that it frustrates. But when they come on, you've got to cheer them. And I understand the frustrations because I was sat there going, oh, OK, take our best creative player that injects pace and had Burnley backpedalling off to put Madison on. On paper, it looks like Leicester have gone for the second option to start. If you said that and just looked at the stats and the changes and the goals, you'd have thought, Oh, well, Luckman's obviously clearly not done it, so that's why they've reverted back to Madison. It wasn't anything of the sort. Ma- Madison is a player that... We, we spoke about this. We said he didn't need to start. We got our wish. Luckman had a great game. And unfortunately, Madison didn't do what you expect someone of his calibre to do when their position is under threat, is come mm. on and take the game by storm. He won a free kick. Not really. That's all I remember him doing. I don't remember him being involved in anything else of note. I mean, Did you, Jason? Jason? The, no. The... Sorry, absolutely just say, uh... not. Sorry, I mean, Jason, absolutely carry on. not. I mean, as Brad says, I mean, when he came on, that was his time to shine. That was his time to put something in in the game to dug it out. You know, show his qualities, show what he's all about. You know, th- th- these are the games where he should be making the most of coming onto the pitch. But yet again. 
we're not seeing that at the moment and I don't know when or if we're going to still see that. Mm. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, I, I was watching it in a little way on, on, on the computer and I'm not sure who the co-commentator was on there but you know when he says you know oh Casper's not having good distribution today normally his distribution is really good I'm thinking maybe you don't really know what you're talking about but then he did actually say when we brought uh, Madison on it was just a like for like swap with Luckman right. surely surely we needed something different because the like for like it wasn't working, you know. So why take off a flat tire and put another flat tire back on, uh, Jason? Absolutely, it. I mean, it's like I mean, I can't see how it can be a light for light when when Luckman comes on. I mean, look how good he is compared to Madison. I mean, there's no comparison right now. I mean, Luckman it was spot on. I mean, he's putting yeah. everything into the game. For me, absolutely, it's a no go. Mm. Not quite sure where. He's getting his information or if he's seen the correct game, but definitely not for me. No. And Brad, I mean, oh, I don't want to get too excited. I said this before about Luckman because I, I got a bit excited about uh, Genghis under and he did go under. Um, but Luckman, no pun intended here, Luckman looks the business. To me, he's one of the few, apart from Inacho, apart from... Um, uh, Daka that actually wants to get at the opposition. Yeah, I said it. I said I said it in the cup game. I said it against Brighton. When he plays, you can hear it in the crowd. Even in that first mm. half, even when Burnley were one 0 up, when he got that ball, he just got the ball and turned. He didn't get the ball under his foot. Look at it. Look up and look left and right to see who could pass it to. He was like, "No, I'm I'm the number ten. I know what I've got to do. I've got to." See you later, mate, in midfield, whoever you are trying to mark me. I'm off. Who's in front of me? And you could hear it because the crowd just sort of, instead of going, oh, we're going to go forward, you could hear the, well, go on, go on, mate, go on. You could hear it in the crowd. And he's a player that excites us for that reason because, again, not to compare it to under too much, I, I, I want to kind of get off that, but in a sense, when we've had players in that role or that position doing that before for it, we're always got to a point when the attack's got and it's either been brought to a hole or we've gone, oh, for God's sake, what was that for a ball? Or what was that for a shot? Everything to a point that Luton has done, you've gone, oh, that was unlucky or oh, it looks good. I mean, he's helping the wide men as well as helping Vardy. You can't ask for more than that. And, mm. you know, it, it adds devastating effect when a commentator is telling the fans that are watching the game that the new boy, the lone E, is a, it is coming off for a light for light, and you're not going. Leicester are going for it. They're throwing on the big guns. They're giving. You know, you're not hearing that from a commentator who maybe doesn't see Leicester play every week like we do. Tells you how much in in a world above right now on form, Lukman is to Madison. If Lukman starts as well, and I know you're probably going to get onto this, Chris, but by God, does Nacho have to score seven goals in one game to get a start? Because that's another player now that you move on to going, get him on the pitch from the start, yes. not the 70 minutes on the clock. I mean, I'll, I'll come to that first with you, uh, uh, Jason. How, I mean, I, I'm, I said at the start, I, I don't get when we finished 
And I'd like to say Brendan was a tactical genius, but he wasn't. He stumbled into the Vardy and Atro partnership because of the injuries he had with Barnes and, and Madison at the same time. But when it works so well on the whole, um, and yet you start the new season, you go, yeah, now I'll go back to Jamie Vardy as a one-up. And we know Jamie Vardy. I mean, you know, he got a hat-trick technically today. I think he should have been given the match ball. But, you know, how often do we see him up front and he's just not getting the service? You, you've you've got to you've got to go for a four four two option, and you've you you know Nacho's a must start. I mean, each time he comes on, in nine times out of ten, he's putting the ball in the back of the net. I mean, it, Vardy's getting no service, and we've we, for me, I, I'd start Nacho. I would, and I, I can't. I mean, Brendan's tactics at the moment are just not working. It is simple as that. We know it. We've seen it the last three games. We've got to start changing something. For me. You've got to bring on someone who can supply Jamie with the ball to put it in the back of the net. But although you look at Nacho and he, he's scoring as well. I mean, it, it is no, you know, yeah. it's no rocket science. We, no. we can see it. And I don't know why he can't see it. I mean, but we've got to. You, you look at Nacho and you go, all right, you know, we, we know we've got a big squad now. So we know there are going to be changes. But Nacho has been with us when we didn't have a big squad and he'd come on, he'd score a couple of and he'll just get dropped. And, you know, we love Jamie Vardy, we know, but he can't always do it on his own. And it did work so well. How at the ground, Jason, how are the crowd reacting to Brendan? You know, it's he's done so much for us. And, I'm, you know, he is the guy, I believe, to take us forward. He's probably the best manager we've had, I think, since Nigel Pearson. Uh, and I'm including Claudio in there because I think Claudio, it was fortuitous when he came. But how are the crowd reacting to Brendan? I mean, I think I think Leicester fans really like him. I mean, they, they understand Brendan and Brendan's brought a lot into the into Leicester, you know, and he's, he's done a wonderful job. And I mean, we, we, as Leicester fans, we understand, you know, we might not win every game. But at the moment, I think... I think there's some uncertainty, but I wouldn't say that it's like, you know, as Leicester fans, we want him out because that's no. not what we need. No. What we need is consistency. That's exactly what, what we're looking. We're not looking to win every single game. I mean, Brad would probably agree with me and so would you, Chris. We understand we won't win every game, yeah. but we've got to bring into the game something we're going to look sharp, something that we're going to, you know, tactical, something that we're going to be watching the games and it's going to be, we're looking for something that's different, explosive, something to say to the Premier League, you know what, Leicester are here. At the moment, we're just in silence. Yeah. Brad, I mean, yes, we don't expect to win every game, but if we want to be consistently taken seriously, and we're only going to be taken seriously if we're finishing, you know, not necessarily the top four, but fifth, sixth, season in, season out, we've got to be beating teams like Brighton. We've got to be beating teams like Burnley. And I say no disrespect to them at all, but they are teams we should be beating. No, they are. And if you are a top six side or want to be considered a top six or a top seven side and playing European football consistently, they are the teams that you need to be, and as cliche as it is, you need to be beating at home and getting something from them away. You need to mm. not be dropping points from them. Now, can Leicester, away, 
can Leicester eradicate that? Yes, they can with the clear and and this is the thing, we're all brilliant armchair managers. We're all brilliant managers <laughs> from the stands. We all know this. But Brand I, I agree with Jason. Brendan Shawley, the manager he is, and he's a great manager, he's a very good manager, he's up there with me, one of the best, probably top three managers that Leicester have had um, mm. in terms of not just the success he's brought to Leicester, you know, semi, set League Cup semi-final and FA Cup winners, uh, English Super Cup winners, just for you, Chris, you know, top, top five finishes back to back. You know, you don't get that by just being an average Joe manager, ask Arteta, no. you know, he'll know all about that. Yes. But what you need to do as a manager, and, and this is something that I'm going to say a swear word here to to, to 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 upset Leicester fans, but Celtic fans suggested that sometimes Brendan can get a bit stubborn in his ways. That maybe he acknowledges the fact that something needs to change, but he is convinced that this 4-3-2-1 or whatever it is can work and we can recover slash capitalise on anything we do in that mm. 45 minutes, half, half an hour, and then change it and bring on these electric players like your Lutemans, your Nachos. Um, I believe I'm you know, not even saying Madison that, but you know, we could bring these players on that inject that um, raw pace and, 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 and forward thinking. Mm. I, I don't know how long you think we can get away with this. Of course, if he does change things up, unless they suddenly win three on the bounce... You know, you're then talking about getting 10 points out of 12. And, and I like to maybe bring things back to the point that Leicester can only be as good as as a, as a previous game. If Leicester don't... If Leicester... My, my other concern, I think the biggest concern that maybe needs to be looked at, which I don't know how they can do it if Evans isn't fit, we certainly can't do it for another couple of months without uh, JJ back, not being back. We can't do it until the end of the season, if at all, with Fafana. Is going back to my Sky Sports quality graphic. We cannot concede two goals from a goalkeeper going, "Hey, big drop, hey, I mate." Oh, unlucky, because that's when they carved us open. We can't yeah. allow that just as much as we can't afford to be slow, too slow going forward. So it's not just the forward thinking; it's the backward thinking. We've got to work out. Yeah, maybe get for some new boots for his kicking as well. I don't know how else to solve his problem. Maybe get him a hypnotist <laughs> that meditates his state of mind for his distributions. I don't know, but let's let's not forget Vidra was uh, playing for Watford when they knocked us out of the playoff that time. So he, no, that was not pre-season friendly, mate. That didn't happen. That <laughs> uh, JJ says here, not the JJ. Why do we keep trying to play out from the back when one Casper can't kick? Two, we lose the ball consistently and put us under pressure. Three, I don't remember it ever working. It, it hasn't, but it, it's, it, it's, let's say the Liverpool way, but I say I grew up watching Liverpool play that way and it worked for them. They never panicked. They went down and they always knew they threw a patient, they'd get a goal. And normally I, I, they, they, they did. But Jason, let me come this to you first because we have a gentleman, Alan, who... Uh, you've seen the show, you probably know, he does the team manager ratings, picks his man of the match, and he yeah. always does that as soon as he leaves the stadium, because he knows normally I put it straight up. Uh, I haven't today because we've come in early because um, of yourself, and we didn't want to keep you waiting, yeah. otherwise you usually start late. So, 
it'd be interesting to see because obviously he's at the games all the time. Uh, whether you agree with his assessment, and Brad's not seen these yet either for first. So this is this is uh, this will be interesting for Brad. But basically, what he's done, he's gone. Um, he's only given Brendan four. He gave the team five, and his man of the match was uh, Luckman. I completely agree with Luckman. For me, he was man of the match from what I saw. And the problem I have when I'm, I guess, when I'm trying to sort of give the team a rating and I've got my blue tinted spectacles on is we looked very pretty because we are doing this tippy tappy passing it, you know, three or four times as of Brad's graph, if you like. Um, but it doesn't actually do anything for us. I mean, you were there. How, 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 how would you agree with him? Is he being harsh? I'm struggling with. I'm, I'm, I mean, I agree on the man in the match, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. you know, that's not even up for discussion, I don't think, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with a team. That's the problem. Mm. You know, all I'm seeing oh. is it's like Vardy, Lookman, and probably Harvey Barnes. Um, yeah. Struggling with the rest. Um, I just don't think... I probably would... It's difficult. Because I don't want to give them a lower rating. But other than that, I it's probably 50-50% on what he's giving. But yeah. um, managers, from the manager's perspective, you know, he's probably looking at that, if I'm honest with you. I don't think today deserves any more than that. Um, I, I think he, sh he could have had his tactics better, far better. And mm. I definitely, I mean, I can't say it enough, and I think you guys really agree. Um, well, I hope, but the formation we've got to adjust that we've got to go for a 4 4 2. And we're saying this all the time, week in and week out. I just hope the penny's going to fall because at the moment it's not dropping on the floor. We, we said mean, this recently with uh, with Craig. Let's, we need to go back because somebody much better than us once said it. We're going to play four four bloody two. And, uh, I think I, I'm I'm a four four two lover. Good evening to Devils United, uh, Maisie Man United fan. There, uh, get over to her channel. Might want to give her a bit of stick today because we got we we got a point which was one more than Man United got today. Sorry, but we were lucky Don't though, Chris. We were, <laughs> we were, we were very lucky today. We yeah. were. But, that, hey, we're still allowed to take the piss out of Man United. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's got to be a sign of the apocalypse when Fernandez misses a penalty, isn't it? <laughs> Brad, your thoughts on the um, Man of the Match ratings, etc.? Man of the Match is, isn't even in contention for me. It's, mm. Even though Vardy scored a perfect hat-trick, one in the wrong net, two in the right, it's... It, <laughs> It's Vardy, you know, he's five goals in seven games, so I'm running out of surplus as a sink for him, but he wasn't even close to Lukeman. And that's a guy who scored two goals for us, that essentially yeah. saved the match for us. And I'm saying he wasn't even close to Lukeman because he just wasn't, nobody was. And it's really, I've got to agree rightly with Jason, I agreed with you in the, in the chat before we came on, mate, when you said there was probably yeah. three names that you'd come out of. The thing is, I, I back to the stubbornness point with Brendan, and that's why I agree with Alan. He's four spot on because his stubbornness to not. Yes, he put Luckman in, which is what fans wanted. He didn't put Nacho in, which fans really wanted. He kept the shape, and he didn't do enough to change. He's, he almost like he put Luckman into a piece of fans and hope we'd get away with not 
having Nacho in the starting eleven, not changing the system up and it didn't work. For me, the team rating, you ha- you've got to give that on a first-half performance compared to the second-half performance, and it probably does balance out to a five. I think in the second half, when they were given a bit more urgency and a bit more freedom with Castagne and Nacho on the pitch, it was probably a six or a seven because mm. the effort was there. But I think on basis of the first half, the way they conceded the goals, how shaky they looked, I, I can't disagree with Alan's ratings, to be honest with you. Um, but again, something has to change. I think Brendan's stubbornness has to go. Maybe you sacrifice Harvey Barnes and go 4-3-1-2. And mm. and you have Lutman in that role, or you you or you play, and you play Nacho with Vardy, or even if you bizarrely want to drop your best player for two games, which he's not prone to doing, you go Nacho plays there. You have Barnes and, and Vardy starting as you as you two. I don't know. I I'm running out of ideas to figure it out, Brendan. But he's got he's got to cave in to his tactical and slow methodical first half um, tactic that he plays. It's got to stop. Agreed. David is pretty much agreeing with you here. Uh, I hate to point it out, but to be fair, despite his two goals, Vardy missed a header earlier. Brendan is too damn stubborn, as you said. He just seems to think that he sees something that we don't see. You know, a lot of the, I mean, somebody, I think it was Rob Tanner at the Athletics, when we were talking about the P word, said he's probably not as bad as we think he is, but he's not as good as Brendan thinks he is. And maybe oh. Brendan, see, he, he, I know he takes a lot on board from what happened at, at training, but, you know, you, you've got, you know, it's what you can do on the pitch as well. If Maze is still in, and I know, I'm sorry, Aston Villa, you don't like playing teams in Clariton Blue, do you? West Ham beat you, now Villa. This is just for you, Maze. <laughs> And in fairness, in fairness, I can't do that and then not do this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jason, you have to go back and watch that prediction show, mate, because her laugh was contagious throughout the whole thing. We, we, I think we had a mayor of a week because we went do lolly with our predictions the way she was laughing. Well. We're going to go on to predictions afterwards because we had a bit of a mare this week. But, Jason, I mean, Brad made and and JJ made the point in the chat there. The best managers make the difficult decisions. You know, know, they will sit there and they will look at and go, why didn't you pick that guy? You know, he's our best player. And the manager says, but we've won the game. We've won the cup. You know, is Brendan... Not quite there with 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 being able to do that. Do you think? No, because he's got to let go of that. I mean, yeah, we won that, but now this is a new start of a season. We look, be, we don't, we don't, we we don't look behind at Leicester. We look for the future. Yeah. So we've got to get past. We've got to drop that act, and then you know you clean the slate, and then you go from there. But as I said, when you keep on making the same mistakes time after time, you've got to make these changes. Sorry, I'm just doing my goldfish impression there because I was just going to have a look at the table, but it's Brentford one, Liverpool one at the moment. Yeah, I just think says it all. Yeah, but did you say that before, Brad? No, I just noticed it, and I forgot to mention. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, whoa. I mean, we are still. Where are we sitting in twelfth place? Um, Palace could easily overtake us. 
Southampton could overtake us because they've got a better goal difference. Arsenal could overtake us just... Uh, well, no, they'd have to win because they've got an awful goal difference. Uh, w- w- so we could actually be down to 15th. And this time last season, we were 5th, 4th, 5th. The season before that, we were 4th, 5th. Like I said, it was right at the start, Brad. Is this the season when, you know, we it makes us take a reality check? It shouldn't have to. I don't think there's anything unrealistic about most Leicester fans. I think most Leicester fans would say a top eight finish, another good cup run, with fingers crossed we can add to our glowing silverware collection. But you take challenging and being at least competitive and around the top eight. Mm. I, I, I think even the most pessimistic of Leicester fans would be going, even though it's a competition of hot topic that teams apparently want to avoid like the plague. I think even if they got the Europa Conference but had a good season, it would it would still feel like a season. I think the biggest concern is, and Jason alluded to it already, and I'm just going to press on it, was this this game we've gone maybe Barnes, Luke and Vardy. For the last two seasons or three seasons when we've structurally used this style of play, we've gone mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, nine, the whole entire eleven, we've praised and said I've had an amazing game. If the if the reduct if the fact that we can barely get three to four names picking for who had a standout performance doesn't tell the manager enough that it's not that something's got to change, whether it's a fresh idea, a fresh formation, or whatever, mm. because they must do this. We saw it in the preseason, didn't we, Chris? First half was what we see every week. Second half was two up front. We looked electric. We looked better. We always were yeah. saying on our pre-match shows that in the second half, Leicester looked more about it. Surely, when the time every season ends, a look at how it went throughout the season, not just at the start or the middle at the end, but the collectiveness, surely Brendan and his team, for as much praise as they get, went, maybe we need to mix it up a bit because we've done this now for three seasons and in the last two seasons, it's collared us. It's kind of, we've faltered out and we've ended up dropping from first, second, third, fourth, down to fifth. And then luckily, the... In a way, the last season, season or two, we were lucky that we were running out of games to really throw it away, some fans were arguing, because we could have, if that's how you start the season, guess what, the 12th. Yeah. That's where we yeah. are now. Our, yeah. our form is, is, is comparison to the end of the last two seasons. And Leicester need to find something to sort that out. If we do that, we'll be where we're expecting to be. I don't think Leicester, yeah. I don't think any fans should tailor their expectations to an underperforming squad. No, because that's Jason, what we're just it, seeing here what uh, Brendan comment on Leicester's start to the season. Uh, it's six games. Of course, we would have liked to have done better. When any team is confident, you have a greater chance to succeed. There's lots for us to improve on. I mean, reading between the lines, when he says, "When any team is confident, you have a greater chance to succeed," you know, he's got a team here that has been in Europe for two seasons. Just won the FA Cup. We've made some brilliant signings. What is there not to be confident about? Well, I feel that's a bit of a cop out, if I'm honest with yeah. you, Chris. Yeah. And I and I and I, I genuinely think he's using that to his advantage of the mistakes that he's made. But sooner or later, he's going to have to change things because he's not going to have anything to back him up with in the end. Mm. I mean, by making that statement is. You know, again, same as what Brad said. I mean, we've had some, we've had last three seasons that have been brilliant, but we we need to stop saying this. And what we need to do now is perform. 
So if he's saying about the mistakes, why is he not fixing these mistakes? Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody, everybody dive under the table here because I think we're going to get a lot of tomatoes and eggs thrown via, well, thrown at Brookline, actually. Uh, we're now seeing the value of... Uh, <laughs> um, you can throw tomatoes at me now. Um, yeah, well, I think, I think we'll... we'll Leave that comment. <laughs> just, I'm sulking. I'm sulking, but I hope to like you, but I know I'm right. Sulking. You just mentioned his name and brought him in. No, that's it. I'm sulking. Yeah. I'm not coming back on camera, Chris. <laughs> Come on, your your adoring female fans will be disappointed. You're the only one on here with hair, so you've got to stay on. Um, Brad, Brendan said uh, about the game, we showed a really good reaction but conceded too early to go 2-1 behind. You have to give credit to Burnley and some of the blocks they made. But I mean, surely surely we should be better than that. Just, just, just say that first part to me again, Chris. Uh, sorry, just very briefly, Turf Dan at Turf Morehouse has just commented. I'll bring that up in a second, Dan. If you want to pop on for five, I know we've got the full show on Monday. If you want to pop in on for five, message me, and uh, I'll send you a message on Twitter. We'll bring you on for five, and we won't we won't have a go at you. Uh, basically, uh, Brendan said we showed a really good reaction, but conceded too right, early it, to go two one stop behind. It there, sorry. Stop it, there, mate. We showed a really good reaction. That sounds like the response to being two down against Brighton. It sounds like the response to being nil, you know, one nil, you know, nil nil with Wolves. It sounds like the response that's been given to every game this season when it's not gone right. Why is there a response? Why is there not an immediate reaction? Why is there not an immediate fear in? Why were we not pummeling the absolute fear of God into Burnley from the start? Why did we have to go 1-0 down? Why did we have to get to half-time before we go, let's react to that crap? It was long and absolute short. spot on. It was. I'm agreeing with you, Jason. It's a cop-out to say that. It's a cop-out again to say, oh, we reacted. Shouldn't have to react. We should have walked off that pitch going, that's how you do it. We should have given it to Conor McGregor, mate. We should have been waltzing into that. And if we'd have done yeah. that from the first half, what we did in the second half, the way we moved the ball quicker forward, we would have been like Conor McGregor just going, because we'd have put four or five past Burnley. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me, Brad, he's treating this like some kind of under-21s or a reserve team, you know, with that feels, statement. It and does I, in a way. It does in a way, yeah. mate. It feels yeah. like a Papa John's trophy for the under-23s he's been kicked off. And he's not realised we've started yeah. an actual season. I, I get... I would understand those comments more if we'd been playing a man, uh, a Chelsea again, a Man City or somebody like that. But as you've just said then, Brad, 100%, and I know, Dan, I don't know if Dan's still watching, and, and, I, and I don't want to belittle Burnley, but, you know, they were second from bottom with one point. We should, you know, I said if we conceded first, we would struggle because Burnley would yeah. literally part the bus because they were desperate for the points. And I said, if we scored first and put the pressure on to Burnley, then we could actually get four or five because of them sort of coming forward at us and leaving at the back. And I said, no disrespect, but these, if we want to be taken, I have to say seriously, and it is a case, I know, of, of trying not to sort of, you know, 
make out that we're bigger than we are, etc. And it's hard to be critical when we remember where we've come from. But you've got to be critical, otherwise you never get any better. You just tread water. And yeah. we've got... I don't know. It's just we should have, like you said there, I 100% agree, we should have walked off there going, we're back, this is us now, we've won 4-5-0, you know. Even Arsenal beat this team. And again, no disrespect to Arsenal, but, you know, if you listen to their players, they're, they're no better than Rochdale this season. Yet they managed to beat Burnley. I mean, I Sean just... Dyke. Sean Dyche came here today and did one on Brendan Rodgers, tactically, mentally and physically, you know, and we can't take any away from little Burnley because they had, they did a masterclass today. They knew what there was coming. They they knew th- they had their own game plan. But the problem is yeah. Leicester just didn't, they, they, they went out there today and I'm not quite sure where Brendan thought he were playing. I knew he were playing. But from what we saw, it just was not good enough today. But how often are we saying... Oh, Brendan was was outclassed today. Brendan was outthought. If he's this top manager that Barcelona apparently now want, and and Spurs wanted to walk over broken glass to get him, Arsenal were linked with him. If he's such a top manager, we shouldn't be talking about a manager that can only just keep the team up and has taken the team to one point after five games, outthinking him and outclassing him. That what gets me. And this is we'll have a look at the Burnley point of view here, because this is what uh, uh, Dan at Turf Morehouse TV, great channel. Go back and look at our chat the other day. All I'll say, Dan, is hello, Mrs. Riley. Dan knows. Dan knows. Won't say too much as I'll dissect it Monday. But one, I won't defend Cornet. He went off the field, stay off. Yeah, that is my only. That's why I've lost it with Burnley, Dan. Um, you know, I, you know, I've got a soft spot for Burnley. Now it's the fucking swamp at the bottom of the garden. Again, you <laughs> equalise from adding another body in midfield, which you talked about uh, being your downfall before. And three, Wood's goal is debatable. I've got to be honest with you, I didn't see it. That was the silly thing because I was doing the graphics to the end of the show. Uh, and it happened. But I do remember those. We talked about it the other day, Dan. A game a few seasons ago when uh, when you equalise or you I think you equalised. I think it was in the ninety first minute or something. So maybe maybe it was payback time. Uh, Brad goes on to say, "Well, not Brad. You're Brad, aren't you?" Take what I time. Well, I've I've lost one of Dan's comments here, so I apologise, Dan. Uh, don't know where your comments gone to. I thought you'd commented. Oh, here we go. Ah, here we go. Um, I'm here. The chances you had were there, but we blocked them well. Pope for the equaliser as well. That annoyed me. Just two messages with some brief points. Dan, thanks for joining us, mate. And I know he got a little bit annoyed at me when I said he said it was very, and it probably was. I probably shouldn't have wished harm to Cornet, but I just think. Um, he, Heat at the uh, moment, money. Heat at the moment, I think it is. I think it's more, it's added frustration when they get injured and you do kind of feel like, well, good, I'm glad you're injured. But you don't, it's kind of like just because of the frustration and the way he did it. Fair play to Dan for saying that he, he as a Burnley fan, yeah. wasn't happy to see his player, no, who clearly no. was injured, because there's no way you bring him off for the way he was no. playing. Had, had he gone down there and stayed there, I wouldn't have had a problem. Hmm, exactly. It was the fact that he walked on <laughs> to fall down. That pissed me off. Um, a few hellos here. Um, is it is this fair, Jason? 
Brendan the Bottler? No, I mean, no, I, I can't say that. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of City fans really peed off today, to be honest with you. But Bottler's probably taking it to a to another level. I'll probably give it another, I don't know, probably six, seven games, and then we'll probably review that comment to see where we're at. I just think he needs to sort it out. I mean, you look, if you have a look at some, let me bring you back to the Cornets goal, first goal. Mm. Two minutes later, what happens? Cross comes in. Again, almost had a second goal. He, sh- he should have been recognising these these things that are going on with a tactical. He should have seen this. I think yeah. that's what I I think that's why Castagne yeah. came on because he left him for he left him open and free both times, mate. Yeah, I think that, I think that's again, but again, to agree, it it was a change too late. It should have been done with at the start if he knew Castagne was going to deal with him better. Can I just say it's very nice to see Sean Dyche getting a tune out of Cornet, isn't it? <laughs> mate, it's almost embarrassing because we was nearly beaten by a flipping ice cream cone. <laughs> oh, I'm here all week. Just hey, quickly, uh, Jason, I, I, I'm a goalkeeper myself, as, as I may have mentioned. I don't know if I've ever let that slip, Chris, that I it was a goalkeeper myself. No, I no, you, you no, almost I get that as quiet as Sky have that Ronaldo's resigned for Man United. <laughs> I know, right? Breaking news. But just from a fan's perspective, because you saw it in the stand, yeah. did, would you maybe question Chamichael's reaction to, to, to Cornet's goal because to me he seemed a bit like he was still in the wrong position. He didn't look he looked jaded the way he died for it. You know, like a salmon kind of like a plank. It was kind of like a eh. he threw himself that way and went like it didn't look natural to the goalkeeper in this position. Or, or was it one of them that you just say he, he, he can't save that it's one of them. I, I don't know. For me it looked a little bit like he could have done better. You were in the stands I, I, yeah, did you guys? Yeah, yeah, he could have done better, one hundred percent, absolutely. He definitely could have done better. I mean, you know, again with Shamarkel as well. I mean, you could probably throw things at his way as well, with you know, with our distribution as as well. So I think he's got to work on himself. But from what I've seen today, yeah, could have done better. Right, what I want to do now, very quickly, because I, as I say, poor Jason there is still stuck in his car, and I'm sure the traffic's gone now. So thank you for staying. We're going to have a look. We're not going to pick and rate the players. But we're going to have a look at how the fans rated the players. Do you want to stay for this, um, Jason, or do you want to pop off? No, go on. I'm fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> you know, so when we win, it's only a short programme. It's funny, when we lose, it's a, it's a lot longer. Um Right, let's just uh, bring this in then, because it's very, very interesting, because these obviously are voted for by fans. Now, whether the fans at the match, I don't know, fans that have watched it, but it's interesting that the four bottom, and I say that advisedly, the four bottom players there uh, that, have, that have got ratings are defenders and a goalkeeper. What are your thoughts on that? First of all, Jason. So you got Vestergaard as was our worst player, Bertrand second worst, Soyuncu third worst, and Schmeichel fourth worst. 
Ooh, well, I mean, that is... I mean, Sayuncha, we all know that he's not having the greatest of games. Vestergaard, um, and Bertrand, I, I'm not quite sure if that's the correct order that I would be going for at all. Um, I'm not keen on that at all. No, I just seem a bit contradicted to what, you know, I, I thought I saw. But then again, like you say, it, it is all about opinions, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, Brad, absolutely. Yeah. Brad, let's take you further up. I mean, Madison getting more than the, 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 those players. I, I, I can't see that. Sumari, um, the gentleman on Twitter, Buffalo uh, Leicester fan from, from North America, thought Sumari had one of his best games for us. Uh, Pierre, probably about Barnes and Indeedy, all under six. What do you think about that, Brad? I think that just... I think if you digest it, because you've got to you've got to remember what whilst whilst them ratings are a bit questionable and there's probably a few you'd swap around and you could argue maybe for what your expectancy of certain players are they deserve to be higher or lower for what they performed in. For me, it just shows that we're not quite that electric in the midfield, because I'm guessing it and, and if he's not, then the fans didn't really click on the voting system properly, but Apart from the players like Lukeman and Vardy that we mentioned had probably a stellar game, and I'd agree with with that tweet that Samori had a very good game for the role he was taking on. Um, the midfield was bang average, and when seventy five percent of your defence is in the bottom half of how well did they perform out of ten, that alerts the situation. Let's look at the goals we conceded. Is probably why the defence, although there wasn't any. Uh, catastrophes and errors for, for what they did, minus Sir Michael's distribution uh, distribution with uh, the ball. Um, and Simon Chu probably had a match where he didn't make a, a glaring error that cost us, like it, like it has been to win. Um, I think when 75% of your defence is, is, is at a five or lower in terms of performance levels, you kind of see the bigger picture of why Leicester did not walk out of that game with all three points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jason, the top half there, probably about right. Tillemans, Luckman, uh, there, 6.10. Castagna, I think he did have a good effect when he came on. Vardy, obviously got three goals, so he's going to be up there. Nice that he scored more for us than Burnley. And Inacho has got the most points. So then why don't we play him, though? That's the problem. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's like it's the problem and solution stare you in the face at the same time, doesn't it? <laughs> if you, I mean, when you see them statistics and you see what they're um, on, on how they are, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. I think, I it think, is. I think fans would have given Evans like an eight just for being on the bench if he'd have come on. <laughs> I feel like, like <laughs> just the frustration in the solution being sat on the bench tells you. Our fans are feeling with their voting because Nacho's top and he's ahead of everybody else's man of the match and he's ahead of a, a, a guy who scored the perfect hat trick. It, well, in the wrong net. Well, two I, in the right. I can't, one in the wrong. I can't agree with that at all. I'm sorry. Maxwell Cornet, man of the match, the cheat that he is, the cheat no. and fraud. And I am going to call him out here. I'm going to call him out. Maxwell Cornet, you are a cheat. Simple as. You are he's a not cheat. Not that he likes to have an ice cream anyway. Yeah, <laughs> not that he'll ever watch this, but um, 
We'll have, we'll have to get Sean Dyche on as well on Monday. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I've got to say, I mean, I, I hope, I hope, boys, that he, you know, he watches back on what he did. And I hope he sees that he was in the wrong, you know. And I, and I think I just hope, you know, he takes some responsibility of that because, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, that's not football. No, no, no. And, and it, it's good that Dan, and he's a great guy, Dan, you know, so we went on to do a preview on Thursday night and usually his preview is about 30 minutes and it was it was over two and a half hours. If I if I say to, uh, to, to Brad that it was one of uh, Richie's type shows, he'll know what I mean. Two and a half hours and I think about 10 minutes of that, if we were lucky, was actually about football. Hello, Mrs. Riley. Um... So, <laughs> Brookline says, check out the Aston Villa goal regarding offsides. And uh, David says, I'd say Samari had a better game than Piera today. Yuri had a frustrating game as he made some really great passes and then some abominable <laughs> overhit ones. We were we, we, we couldn't seem to hit the uh, the big white thing with sort of a net in it, could we, with, with some of our shots? So, we're going all over the place. Uh, <laughs> Are we? I'll come to you first, Jason, and then you with this with this last question. Are we in danger of losing it this season? How? When do we stop saying, "Well, it's only you know six games, it's only seven, it's only eight? I'd give up the cutoff point at ten games, and then I would start to question the manager's um, decision making. I would start to question everything because after ten games, if you fall in points you're not going to finish in the top five. You know, the Premier League yeah. is a very challenging, you know, league. Um, as we all know this year now, other clubs are doing picking up points and they're picking up points fast. Yes. Yeah. Brad? It should have started after Brighton. It should have started after Brighton. It really should have. When people should have been going, right, OK, you've alerted to the fact that we were better in the second half. We've all agreed with you that Lutman and that show made things better. We were unlucky. Okay. Going forward. Oh, it's Madison and it's Perez and it's Vardy up front on his own. Bless him again. It was like the answers were given to him. He acknowledged the answers and he hasn't done it. I don't like this 10-game thing. I think it's a farce. You've got about three games for me to get it going. You can excuse an opening day up. You can excuse getting a Man City uh, and, and then maybe picking up four to six points in your first three games, depending on who you're playing. After that, there ain't no excuses. Hmm. It's the Premier League. It's the I Premier League. The only saving grace, I guess, is the fact that it wasn't so long ago we were moaning about losing to, to Blackpool and uh, when all these teams in the in the championship, but uh, but hey, this is Leicester. It is nothing if not a roller coaster ride. Jason, welcome along to the team. Thanks for coming on. It's great to have somebody there. Shame you couldn't get any fans, but I, I guess they like say they were, they were a bit abusive to you, but you tried. You know, they probably weren't in the mood for talking after that. But, I told uh, them save the boxing for later. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But welcome, welcome along to the team, and uh, we will see you hopefully. Are you going to Paris? Yeah, I'll be going to Paris. Yeah, we've been and driving then, back from Paris. From Paris? Uh, no, from we're Paris. 
<laughs> um, no, no, we're going to be going on the coach. Ah, so we might be so able to I've get you on there. Around, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got plenty of people to talk to then. <laughs> get on the. Uh, there you go. The <laughs> if he goes hey, wrong, he's got more. People, he's got a collective coach to tell him to piss off and come on the show if we lose. <laughs> <Yeah. That's right. laughs> tell, tell them I want to hear songs. I want to hear you know, but no bad language. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I actually, just in case uh, it does get out of hand, I, I have got uh, I have got this I can use in the top right hand corner there, just as a warning to everybody. <laughs> then you're going to need it if we lose. Yeah, yeah, we will. Hey, have a safe journey home, mate. Thanks for sticking about well, and coming on. Mate. Welcome along and uh, welcome, Brad. Much, welcome, Chris. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Bye, Thank you. Take care. Bye, bye. Take care. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Oh, we'll let uh, we'll let Jason go. Great to have him on, isn't it? And get nice to have because uh, obviously we used to have. Um, um, yes, we did. We used to. Have... <laughs> We used to have a next player on, didn't we? Julian yeah, Watts. Julian. I wanted to say Richard Watts. I was, and I knew I was wrong. I was morphing, morphing Julian Watts into Richard Smith and coming out with that would have been a good defender. Um, we used to have Jim, but of course, he, you know, now that the games are all over and they're not on telly so much, uh, he he doesn't see the games. But that does lead me very much into. Don't forget. Uh, Tuesday at nine o'clock, everybody, um, that we have the special show with Julian Watts when we will be looking back at the week's action. We might go a little bit further back on this one because it is um, the first one, so it might be a little bit of catch-up. But he'll be talking about things from a from a professional's point of view. So we, we've, we've had it from the fan at the game today, which was great. We'll have it from uh, the professional's point of view Tuesday at nine o'clock. Brad, um, it wasn't just us. I mean, I know we had the, the, the bit of a joke with Chelsea and what have you earlier. And it wasn't just us that have, uh, have had bad games today. I mean, just quickly looking through them there. Man City beat Chelsea 1-0. Villa Man United. I mean, I, we never, no, I never saw that coming. Um, Everton Norwich, I think we got that right. Possibly West Ham Leeds. I know I've got the West Ham game right because I said Leeds were in trouble. So I'll pick up something from this weekend. Well, should we have a look? Should we just have a look and just see how how we? I don't look at um. I don't look at I the old one. I've got right, mate. I think I went Watford to win, us to win, Everton, Man U, and Chelsea. I think I've had a, a two savers there. But let's have a look. Let's yeah, let's, let's see how we actually have done. Let's have a look here. So, um, right, this was week six, wasn't it? So, well, we both got the Man City and Villa wins wrong. We all got oh. Everton. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, you got West Ham. Well done, sir. Yeah, yeah. You got West Ham. None of us got the Leicester Burnley. Um, yeah. One time you what? don't use the Burnley heritage for a, a chance and, and, and sat on the fence for that game, mate. You won't be doing that again, will you? No, 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 not at all. Um, and, and it was Charlie, the Man City fan, who must be happy this weekend uh, seeing Man City win and Man United lose. Uh, he went for the draw between Watford and um, Newcastle. You went for Brentford-Liverpool, so that could be interesting. Um, I'm not sure how that is doing at the moment. I, I haven't seen any updates, so as far oh, as I'm aware... It's 2-1 no Liverpool. Oh, well, there you go. There we go. There we go. Come on, Liverpool. 
give me a point. <laughs> Come on, North Macedonia. <laughs> but Brentford are probably better playing against Liverpool than we were against Burnley today. Probably, um, mate. They're 1-0 up. Yeah. Mate, thanks very much as always. And I will see you around. Well, it's next Sunday. Uh, yes, it will. Would it not be? Is it this Thursday as well, Europa League? Uh, Josh is doing the post match. Josh is doing yeah, I don't know. It was this yeah. week he couldn't do, wasn't it? It was last week. He it couldn't. was last week he couldn't do, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you won't yeah. do me again for Sunday? Uh, oh, no, I'll see you on Tuesday for the prediction league. Oh, yes, yes. yes seven o'clock, yes. Um, and I've no doubt we, we will speak again before that, but uh, we will no see we will, we will see post Palace Sunday afternoon when one man and his dog gets pushed out. Brad, Death, disappointing, mate. frustrating. We had our rants, but hey. And I've actually, do you like the fact that I've actually decided when I have so many rants this season that I've actually got, yeah. got a logo for it? Yeah, you know you're having a bad time when you've got a chance to make a logo because you can guarantee it's going to get used. Well, I can be honest with you, that's how, that's how exciting the game was at times. But, yeah. uh, yeah. I did that, did that while the game was on. Mate, thank you very much. Have a good weekend or try and have a good weekend, mate. And I'll see you on Tuesday night. I'll see you then, mate. Cheers, everybody, for All joining best. in. And welcome, Jason. Yeah, welcome along, Jason. And thanks for joining us, as always, Brad. Thanks very much. Yeah. No worries. See you later, Bye bye. Thanks to Brad there. All knowledgeable. And um, it's great because we do have difference of opinions, but. Um, he knows I'm always right. No, he doesn't know. We all have difference of opinions, uh, and it's good that we can we can share those. Um, JJ, I don't know if I brought this up. Actually, possibly did. No more excuses. We should be winning against Burnley. Yes, we should. Um, and I think I've gone too far back up here, to be honest with you. Um, Nippon coming on at the end there. How the devil are you, sir? I am deviling along fine, thank you very much. How the devil are you? Um, I'm very good, and I'll just give you one of those. How about that? Just for you, Nippon. Um, thanks for watching. We will be back Monday night with Dan and possibly Mrs. Riley. Hello. Um, and we'll be looking back at this game from a Burnley fan's point of view and, of course, myself. Um, Prediction League Tuesday at 7 X on the pitch. That's going to be at 9 o'clock on Tuesday following the prediction show. Uh, Europa League preview on the Wednesday at, uh, at 7 o'clock. And then, of course, don't forget, it's a 5.45 kickoff against Legia Warsaw. Um, and 8 o'clock, the post-match show on Thursday. And then we're looking towards the Palace game. Look, guys, it was disappointing. Um, yeah, I feel your pain. I feel your pain, Nippon. I really do. Um, yeah, well, Nippon's just said it all there. I'm, I'm, I am personally getting worried. I'm not going to lie. But, hey, you know, if nothing else, you know, when you're born and you're a Leicester fan, you get a little Leicester uh, baby grow and you get a sick bag for the roller coaster ride. Always. <laughs> Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining in. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday night. Take care. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And follow all their social media platforms 
for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.